Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 37 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Week 13 in the books. We're looking ahead to week 14. I'm joined, as always, by my main man from NFL.com, Adam Rank. What's going down, fella? What's up, boss? Thanks let's for hear, having me. Let's, before you say hello, let's hear your theme music. Okay. You getting now any more comfortable with that? You like that? I like the, listen, I love everything about that song. Excellent. Well, you can hear that each and every week if you go to davedamashek.nfl.com or go to iTunes where the podcast is available. You can subscribe, and I encourage you, nay, demand that you do so. And, uh, Rank, we got a good show here, episode number 37. We're going to be yapping with our pal, our colleague from NFL Fantasy Live, Michael Fabiano, the NFL editor, the mm-hmm. NFL Network slash dot com fantasy editor. Is that his full title? Fantasy editor, the grand poobah, the guru. Whatever. I, you know what? I'm a little raw about it. A little but, bit? Yeah. What's, what, what's he get all the accolades? You know, you, you're toiling away just like he is. Well, I am the champ of our experts league. I told you. I told and you we last snuck, year. Did you see how we snuck into the playoffs too? Did you? We both did in the NFL experts league. You and I. You and I. Oh yeah, I knew I made six. it into the fantasy playoffs. Now my 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 big league, the one out here on the West Coast that I do with uh, with my pseudo celebrity chums, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like cousin Sal from the right. Kimmel Show. I remember when he was here. Sporty Simmons and those guys. Um, what do you mean? They've been here on the show, right? Who? 
All your pals from the celebrity, all these pseudo celebrities who keep waltzing through the through the doors here at the Dave Damashek Broadcast Center Studio sixty six of the NFL Network. I don't get it. What are you saying? That so they should never be had, on here? We, oh yeah, uh, I don't know. They to listen. There, see. Here is what happens, Rank. When you reach a certain station in this business, sometimes people make you exclusive and say, if you're going to participate in ours, you can't participate in others. Uh-huh. You see, this is what happens. They, these people have risen to a certain level that uh, that you can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not I'm doing there yet. my best to. I'm trying to my best to pull you up there, though. Yeah, okay. to- <laughs> I appreciate it. Anyway, my uh, the cool cat spelled with two K's in that league. Then in my Midwest league with all my Chicago slash Indiana University chums. That team came up short in the uh, in the last week mm. here, so I'm out of the playoffs. I'm out of the playoffs in those two big leagues. Wow, and I'm disenchanted. That said, this is great news and uh, black tie behind the glass here. If you would play the uh, play the Cool Cats fight song. Spell the two K is the mighty Cool Cats. Both east and west, the mighty Cool Cats will march on. To victory, the number one sports team of fantasy. Yeah, I got that going for me at least, Rank. The only man in America. The, I'm a grown-up, you understand. Right. An adult. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is, is, there a, is there a fantasy version of the suck for luck? Are you are you angling in on that? Well, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I you know I'll show my cards here and now. I want Aaron Rodgers forever now Mm -hmm. i will never make the mistake again of not doing everything in my power to get aaron Rodgers. this year i didn't get him on my fantasy team for the first time so his first year as a starter that i have not had him on my team and uh things didn't go so well i'm always in the playoffs with aaron Rodgers, and my auction league with sporty simmons and sal and all Mm -hmm. those guys i i didn't go high on him this year last year I, i i broke the bank to get him and it worked out this year i didn't do it i said let somebody else have him right and i paid the price i'm mm-hmm. the one who paid the price for not paying the price to get aaron Rodgers as uh he and his pals uh go towards the uh go towards the magical 19 and 0 and we wrote about that before we get fabiano here fabiano in here to kibitz about fantasy football as you uh, as you set your lineup for the fantasy playoffs which commence for virtually everyone who knows about fantasy football they start in week 14 mm-hmm. um we wrote about it on nfl.com the 19 and 0 season whether or not they should go for it you and i have discussed it here on the program but this is the right thing to do, yes? You have to go for it. You must. Why? I don't understand Luck and Fora and uh, who else? Pat Kerwin, guys like that uh, who also debated this uh, in print at NFL.com said, oh, no, it's all about the Super Bowl. No, it's <laughs> they not. Just won, but you made the point they just won the Super Bowl. That's, I, I think that's a huge point, as a matter of fact. If it's the Seahawks and you've never won one, mm-hmm. then all right. Do whatever you, it takes to, to make sure you're, you're fresh and ready to go and in optimal condition. But the, the Packers are playing with house money now. As the, uh, you know, the analogy I made was like being on The Price is Right and saying, well, we already won a car. <laughs> we don't need to win the, uh, the, the showcase showdown. It's kind of like, yeah, we, we we don't need the showcase showdown. Can we just win another car? Yeah. No, go for go for the gold. Go for the brass ring, fella. You already have done something great. You won a Super Bowl. Now you're playing with house money. Go for it. You go down in history. I don't understand. It's funny that the coaches don't seem to understand that. The players all want to do it, right. it seems. But the coaches are the ones who sort of, uh, you know, they, they tap the brakes a little bit when these situations arise for the most part. 
But the coach doesn't. Don't they understand? This team could then be put put into the category of the you know the seventeen and O Dolphins, the seventy two, mm-hmm. the fifteen and one Chicago Bears, the seventy eight Steelers, the fifteen and one Forty ers I think those would be the handful of best teams ever, single season. Uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And the Packers have done everything. They have the most championships of any NFL team. They don't have the perfect season. This would be a great legacy for them. go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't get it. It's like, and Jim Caldwell was the guy two years ago. You talk about the coaches pumping the brakes. Jim Caldwell did it a couple of years ago, and then the, the Colts ended up not winning the Super Bowl. How silly do you look And at the that Saints point? did go for it, mm-hmm. but they, they also came up short. But they then, of course, Dungy took his foot off the brake back in odd five and mm-hmm. slash odd six, and they were they were on their way, and he just blatantly sat everybody down. They started losing, and then they played. They lost in the divisional round to visiting Pittsburgh that right. season, if you'll recall, the, uh, the Roethlisberger tackle. It's a bad thing. I told everybody, because my answer was, go watch Running Scared. Watch what happens to Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines when they start playing it safe. They're not the same cops anymore. They start getting into danger. No, you got to play. Can't play, play safe. Play the way you've always played. Keep going for it. Yeah, here's a celebrity mention. Here's a celebrity mention. Pal of mine, Adam Carolla. That's what he says. When you go seventy percent, that's when you get hurt. Yeah, when you go half speed. That's when you get. That's hurt. what coaches say. That's what every football coach you'd ever play for would ever say. Except when you get to the to the NFL, then it's like, hey, be careful. Well, also practically speaking, the way Aaron Rodgers plays. It seems like it would be unwise on that level for them to sit him down. He's a rhythm QB. It's all about that back shoulder throw and the timing he has with those receivers. To break that, uh, to break that timing, to sit everybody down and rest could harm things. Yes, and if I can say, you risk so. it. You risk it. Absolutely. And by the way, they, they, what you do is you start trying to run the ball for a month. How about that? How about no. you take the load off of no, Rodgers no, 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 no. a little bit? Don't even do that. That's the thing we talk about this, and we well, talk they about have this. to. It's it's crazy that they're twelve and zero and cannot run the ball. And people say that's because they don't try to run the ball. It's all Aaron Rodgers. Wrong. Look at the numbers. They run the ball about twenty. I th- I'm not sure off the top of my head, but. I could look it up since in our fancy new uh, studio here, Studio 66 at uh, the Nerve Center here on the West Coast in Culver City, California. I could just look it up on this computer here, but I'm too lazy, Rank. I'd rather <laughs> just flap my gums. I think they're about 20th in terms of attempted rushes right. on the course of the season. But Aaron Rodgers is their leading rusher. That's weird, and obviously it's not a detriment. They're 11, uh, 12 and 0, and I think they're going undefeated. But I'm saying for the sake of Aaron Rodgers and trying to avoid him risking injury, pound the ball a little bit. No, play the way you're going to play. And, you know, we talk about this on NFL Fantasy Live. We talk about Mike Shanahan and the Shanahanigans trying, you know, all these different running combinations and everything. And Bill Belichick mixes his running backs up and everything. But here's the thing. I do not agree with any of that because when we talk about the coaches, Mike McCarthy doesn't get enough credit for doing what his team does to win. And not only for just the general enjoyment of fantasy fans out there because everybody gets upset about Mike Shanahan and his Shanahanigans. Bill Belichick has a revolving door at the running back position. With Mike McCarthy and the Packers, you know that they're going to come out and they're going to play and they're going to throw the ball at any time at any part of the game. They're up by 35. They're still throwing the ball. You know, it doesn't matter. And they need to keep playing that way because when you break the rhythm, when you break what everything you're talking about, it just ruins the chemistry, the continuity and everything. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers just continually just hand the ball off so John Kuhn can just, you know, pound the ball into the line. We don't need to see any of that. That If they needed to do that, they would do it. I actually disagree with you on that one. 
But I'm just, just trying to take ball. the load off of Rogers so he no. doesn't have to throw 40 no, you, balls you uh, in six, December. You play 16 games a year. You're you're fine. You'll you'll make it. All right. I'm just I'm just trying to say establish the running game, create an additional threat as you move into the postseason. By the way, that's something we started doing last week because uh, because it's one of my creeds, rank. Even though I haven't exactly figured out the exact phrase yet, but when you can smell because it's when Thanksgiving. It's like when you can smell the Thanksgiving bird. You can tell who the turkeys are. Yes. Is that what it was? That was great, yes. I don't know. But somehow that led us into looking at the the seedings in the NFL as we head into the playoffs. If the season ended today, what? it's not ending today. That's oh. not going to end okay. today. But if it did, how the playoffs would look and we break down those matchups. It's fun. It's a, We have a good week uh, awaiting us here. We also are going to yap with our pal Handsome Hank from England. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in and talk to us. And like I say, Fabiano, but quickly rank, as we do on every show, we honor the episode number by discussing the player who wore it best in both NFL and in general sports history. And 37, you have Lester Hayes, Lester uh-huh. the Molester. Loved him with that yeah, stick of great. all over. Very him, so. intimidating. Part of the guys, when you think of Jerry the- Curl hanging out of the yeah. back of his hat. When you think of the intimidating Raiders and you think of guys who personify what the Raiders were trying to get across, Lester Hayes jumps to the top of that list. Yeah, not not necessarily in the Jack Tatum sense with the intimidating with the with the big licks or anything, but he yeah, he had that look about him. I remember how he would stand, get get down real low and everything and yeah. have to stick up stick him all over himself. I mean, he <laughs> he was dipped in stickum before every game. He's the most stickum guy I think I've ever seen. It's like him him and Bolitnikov got in a tub of stickum and just kind of I was just going to say 25 Bolitnikov was pretty heavy with the stickum and I remember Lynn Swan wore quite a bit of it. Those would be the three main culprits. And kids, if you don't know the stickum, it was the precursor to the the tacky gloves that so many receivers <laughs> wear these days. It's crazy that if you think about it you know, for 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 you kids out there, if you aren't familiar with stickum, it basically was legalized glue. You yes. basically could put glue on your hands. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, that seems like a weird like, yeah, advantage wait, wait. you could take. They al- it, it's one of those things you look back on and you're like, they allowed that. Yeah, like that but, was. Con- the, were, the, were they running around with nets on their hands? Like, what were they? I love how it. is that ever considered legal? <laughs> a dog net? You mean like <laughs> yeah. dog catcher net yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, may as well have, uh, have done that. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, I loved. I'll I, listen. I'm going to admit something to you that as an adult, in the light of day, I'm a little ashamed of rank. You've heard me when I talk about the fan conduct policy, the one for the fans by the fans. Uh huh. I feel like it's wrong to ever wear. I hate when I see people walking around, you know, and they they're wearing a Cincinnati Red Legs hat, and I mm-hmm. say, "Oh, you're are you from Cincy? You're a Reds fan?" No, no, I just like I just like red. Oh, well, I then hate you can't wear. That. What's your team? I'm, I'm a Dodgers guy. Well, then you can't wear you can't wear a Reds hat. That's that's all there is to it. You know, it's unbelievable. To me. As a child, I'm going to admit something to you, Adam. Okay. I had a Lester Hayes jersey. You did. I did. I did. I liked it very much. I, I, I liked number 37. I thought it looked cool. I thought he looked cool. Can you imagine me walking but around me, in the well, 37? Let, let me ask you, though. Now, you were a child. Did you? Is this something that you asked for, or was it something that— No, no. I would I, If I could just fall back on, oh, yeah, my, my mother made a mistake. Mo Damashek never made such mistakes. In fact, <laughs> in the height of the Steelers' reign growing up in Pittsburgh, everybody had— Lynn Swan, 88. They had mm-hmm. Franco's, 32. Jack Splat's, 58. Jack Lambert. Some You'd see some 12s, some Terry Bradshaw's, and Mean Joe's. Those were pretty right. much the, the core numbers that you would see out there. 
And uh, I love Dirt Winston because you want to be different. You want to just love everybody, the same player everybody else loves. So Dirt Winston was one of their outside linebackers, number 53. Mo Damashek, one holiday season, brought me home a number 53. Ooh, very yeah, nice. Very nice. Very, very nice. Dude. Um, but I ask for the Lester Hayes. That's why, you know, I mm. guess when you're a kid, when you're a preteen. You know what? I'll allow you can, it. Like I had well, a no, Winnipeg actually, Jets hockey sweater. That's not so bad. I had a Murray that, Bannerman red Chicago Blackhawk sweater. I still have them somewhere. I should dig them up. It doesn't seem so bad because I was somebody who did not live near my relatives because everybody lived back in Chicago. We were out here on the West Coast. I would get the Walter Payton jersey every Every couple of years, an uncle would send me a Walter Payton jersey. People would nice. send me people would send me Raider stuff as a kid because the Rams and the Raiders they didn't know. They just said, "Oh, you know, Adams out of the West Coast. He's probably a Raiders fan." That's they, wrong. They, they were that's, wrong. That's, those are relatives who, who, frankly, don't care about you. Yeah, didn't I don't care about you. Very yeah, much. not not at all, really. Cowboy stuff would come in like a stop. What kind of deed is that to be on the East Coast and presume to buy you West Coast stuff? That's not the right move. That's worse. I actually You send what you send stuff from your region to that. Yes. Send send me a Bears jersey, that's fine. I had a Walter Payton. You know, like the little kid ones, you know, and they had the long sleeves and everything and they were I got my nephew I got my nephew a Shaq Fu Lakers jersey. Uh, Jersey years ago. Mm-hmm. That because I'm in LA, yes, I sent it back to them. Cool. They can get their own stuff in their own in yes, the city they live the in. Thing. Like I can, I'm good out here. I can buy Ram stuff. Okay, so Lester Hayes, uh-huh. Sean Alexander, Absolutely. obviously the the one huge year that uh, that is the highlight of his career. Also a Heisman Trophy though. No uh, no small shakes there. Carnell Lake, number mm-hmm. 37, great uh, safety. Perennial Pro Bowler. Larry Centers. Olaf Kolzig. Ooh, Larry Centers, pretty good. Caught a lot of passes. Didn't he catch 110 balls one year? I'm pretty sure he did with the Cardinals. For the, for the Cardinals. You had Olaf Kolzig, Ole the goalie, for mm-hmm. the Caps when they were those terrible. The team was named the Capitals and still is, you understand. Washington, D.C. Capitals. They play in our nation's capital. Right. And their team colors at one point were turquoise, black, and gold. Yeah, what was that what an a- It was an outrage is what it was. Thankfully, they did the right thing and went back to red, white, and blue after the uniform monitor, namely me, insisted they do so. And Yarko Rutu, mm-hmm. instigator type uh, for the Penguins and uh, some other teams, the Ottawa Senators, and so on. That's right. But, what about uh, Doak Walker? Yeah. The 1948 Heisman Trophy yeah, winner? Yeah, did you enjoy was watching it, him play? 48? Did you love watching Doak play? Don't be the dumb. Well, we I can't have this, Doak Walker on is, the list if he's, is, we haven't seen him play. How can we say? Dumbest, so I hate when you do this. This is your dumbest argument. Like, hey, you didn't see him play. I didn't see okay, him play, rank, and neither have okay, you. Okay, rank your, rank your top presidents of all time. Uh, listen, I, no, no, I have no, neither the time nor the inclination no, 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 right? I would like, I to would bother like to know. with you. No, no, no. I'd like you to rank him. So Lincoln's not on the list. None of those guys. FDR, none of those guys are on your list of all-time presidents because you weren't alive when they were there. Or, advi- no, 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 I think wait, political ad- no, no, advocacy no. is a no-no on NFL. Network, but what so. you're doing is is you're taking the words from people who reported them about them back in the it's day. It's a different thing. And, no, it's it's pretty much the same. And you, All right. Pipe down. We have an esteemed oh, guest. Wait, Kenny Rogers, was the, he wears 37, right? Oh, yeah, Kenny Rogers. You're, but we'll give it to Lester Hayes. Sean Alexander, like we say, had some uh, some great numbers there, some great seasons both in college and in the pros. But Lester, dipped in stick'em, all his <laughs> glory, he's it. Number 37, this one goes to you, Lester Hayes. All right, now we are joined in the studio. We talked about him earlier from NFL.com, the fantasy editor supreme. You also watch him on NFL Fantasy Live, sitting alongside the uh, the likes of uh, me and Rank. It's Michael Fabiano. What's going down, fella? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. It's the uh, first week of the fantasy playoffs, and I talked to Adam earlier today, and boy, 
that point difference between the cool cats spelled with two K's and rank to get into the postseason in the NFL Experts League was small. It was tiny. It came down to point one eight for season point. But you guys are both point one eight. We're both in. I got the five seed because I was point one eight better. Than the cool cast. So wait, so Damashek is the sixth seed. You're yes, in. you're, in. Oh, you're six, in. Yes, I just I I, I was you're just complaining. Fabian, no, I the the thing with the cool cats were a proud organization. We're much like those NFL teams. As much as we talk about parody, and I am no fan of parody in any sport. I don't like it. It's it's remarkable that the NFL, which people usually point to as having the most parody because teams come out of nowhere. You know, the the Forty ers as a for instance, come out of nowhere and are and are suddenly contenders. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. That there are perennial teams that get into the playoffs. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Philadelphia, not this year, but that, that one of those teams that's usually in the mix. Um, and so on. And New Orleans is sort of uh, sort of fits that description at this point. But um, the the Cool Cats were the fantasy version of that. They're spelled with two Ks. It's a proud franchise. <laughs> this year, in my two big ones, mm-hmm. outside the playoffs, looking wow. in, hard pro- That's and, tough. And it's bad timing too, since I'm on the NFL fantasy live show. It's embarrassing. Yeah. What do you have but your success in fantasy to hang your hat on? And but you got I this experts none. league. This experts league. You're doing. You made. You got the yeah, That's right. You jumped ahead of uh, Elliot Harrison mm-hmm. and uh, one of the other. Oh, by the way, curtain jerkers. I beat him up pretty good for you last week. Yeah, Thank actually, you. Fabiano did spring you into the playoffs because of that win. Fabiano. See, he didn't, he, he's not. He's like the Packers. He's still going. He's still playing. He could have speed ahead. He could have taken your advice and rested his starters. I like that move. That's because that gets inside move. the head in fantasy. The last week of fantasy, if it's you're already so in the playoffs, you sit all your starters. I'd never do that. You wouldn't be in the never, playoffs right that. now, smart guy. That. that that would have been. You know what? Looking back at it now, that would have been the perfect play. That would have been so great if you would have benched all your starters. <laughs> Let Elliot beat you. Pumped out. Well, pumped Elliot up. Harrison is, of course, Fabiano's partner on the uh, on the fantasy show on Sirius. And also you can find that fantasy show at NFL.com as well. Look for the podcast page, and, and there you shall find it. Fabiano, when it comes to fantasy and beyond, one thing that uh, you and I have gone back and forth on pretty much all season. It started with this week, maybe even before week one, or maybe it was after the first week of the season, when it became apparent that Peyton Manning was going to be out for a very long stretch, if not the season. The debate was, wow, we a lot of people just burnt a first, second, third round pick, whatever, on this guy, and what should we do now? And I said, get rid of him. Get rid of him now and replace him with a guy named Tim Tebow. Genius move. Oh, everybody laughed. Oh, what a ridiculous buffoon Damashek is. How could you do I said, because Peyton Manning is not going to play a down this season. If he does, it's going to be at the very end of the season. He just had major neck surgery. He's not getting out on the field. Go get Tim Tebow. The premise being that at some point you knew the Broncos with this first-round draft pick are going to look at their investment and see what they have for the future. He's going to get in there. He was productive in fantasy last year. Ergo, you could use the roster spot on him versus Peyton Manning. Oh, how everyone! Oh, what? A, what? A, how do we have to work with this idiot? He makes us all look bad. <laughs> now I'm right. Except I went the other way, didn't I, Fabiano? You had the sage of all sage advice with Tebow, right? And then you jumped off the bandwagon. And I jumped on, and I've been riding it ever since. What's he, 5-1? Yeah. He's averaging 18 fantasy points in his last five games. 
and you still scoff. And actually, Sunday we're watching the games together, and you're talking about the end of the Tim Tebow era. They had he hadn't done. I thought that was it again. Up in Minnesota, did you not remember that? Almost every game that he's played this year, he's done nothing in the first half, and then he explodes in the second half, more likely in the fourth quarter. And last week he had over 20 fantasy points again, Dave Damashek. So at some point during this season, hopefully sooner than later, you and I on NFL Fantasy Live are going to get down, and Matt Money Smith's going to join us because he's also anti-Tim Tebow. And we're going to all Tebow. We're going to do the Tebow. I listen. Here's what I want. I got news for you. I got news for you. Here and now. I, you know, you know me, you know, another of my creeds is, and I learned this one from the late, great Jerry Orbach at the end of Dirty Dancing, when he says to Swayze, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And I'm ready to say it right now about Tim Tebow. I'm wrong. Listen, he's five and one. I still don't think, I still happen to think it's a little bit of a fad. I don't, just in this, from this perspective, I don't think that the Broncos, even if they win that division, are going to go deep into the playoffs. But mm-hmm. that's fine. This is enough. The body of work, 5-1, and one, I can't argue with it. It is not a fluke. He keeps producing. I can tout that defense as much as I want, but they didn't even have Von Miller last week, and uh, they still pulled that one out. And we can talk about Christian Ponder throwing some bad picks and bad spots there. But Tim Tebow comes through in the end, and he does legitimately, if you're watching the games, he is legitimately getting better. He's more on the money. He's hitting the I, – I don't know exactly what they're doing, though, to get some of those receivers as wide open downfield as they are, except that I assume that they're, they're stacking, stacking the guys up. And, and Tebow's a big dude. I, yeah. I mean, he can pack a punch when he's running the football and he hits a defender and he's not afraid to take uh, some punishment. And why I, I, I saw this last year in him, in the last three games of 2010 – no one scored more fantasy points than Tim Tebow. No one. And yet you laughed at Damashek. I, I don't think because I Kyle laughed Orton was at the him. starter. I don't think I laughed at him, but I thought it was a little too soon, and I was completely wrong about that. So I will pull my own Jerry Orbach <laughs> and say yes, I was wrong. But Tebow has been phenomenal, and it's that quarterback who gives you the rushing yards. He can throw. What was that game where he had two completions and he still had 16 or 17 fantasy points? That's every game. Is that against the Jets? <laughs> so even though as a passer he's clearly not John Elway or Dan Marino or maybe not even Tyler Palkwell, we're not going to go that far. <laughs> but he puts up fantasy points, and in my line of work, I need to tell people to start guys who play and put up fantasy points. Well, what? Do you, let's talk about that. Brass tacks. I say in the real NFL playoffs, I don't think the Broncos are going to go very far. Um, but you know, who knows? They're going to have a home, if they win the division. Obviously, they have a home game. Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, we're going to get into it later. But as it stands right now, that team would be Pittsburgh. And as a Steeler fan, I as a first round matchup, I would take that if I have to sure. as a wild card going sure. into Denver. Why do why do the why do the Broncos kick extra points? Because Tebow seems hmm. unstoppable on two point conversion, and I'd love that. Like they know what's coming. Like teams. what do you think's going to happen? Well, like, I I just did the I just uh, I just finished the shame report before we started the podcast, and I I mentioned the fact that old QBs are in the news. You hear about Brett Favre, McNabb, Jake Delhomme, Jeff Garcia got a workout last week. Why is everybody looking at these guys? It's a copycat league, after all. Go get Pat White. He's out there. If the, <laughs> yeah. if the option's working, go get some of these guys. Go get Jamel Holloway. Look his look look him up somewhere. <laughs> Jamal, I don't know where he is. Darius is Russell, Charles Thompson out of jail yet? Tackle at this point. How big he's got to be? <laughs> how big? Uh, who? Real quick as a side note, I can't help it. Uh, uh, I I'm off on a tangent. Quickly, best uh, your favorite option QB in college history? Charles Thompson. 
Ooh, a pretty good one for the Buffs. Oh, for, I mean, for for the uh, Sooners took yes. over for Troy Aikman, and then uh, and well, then... Holloway took over. It was uh, who got hurt? It was Holloway. No, who Holloway. Got hurt. No, Holloway, Holloway was eighty five. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Hol- no, Holloway's eighty five, and then Aikman comes after that. So right. it was Charles. And, but who I loved was Darian Hagan with the Colorado Buffs. That was mm. a, that, he was he was a nifty one. Eric Crouch, Tommy Frazier, one of the best college football players of all time. Tommy Frazier, yeah. Maybe they could get Tommy Frazier. Why doesn't some team go get Eric Crouch? I think he's still fit. Doesn't he every year to decide <laughs> like he's coming back? He, right. he was a was he a defensive back? I think. Right? Yeah, when he tried he, for uh, the Rams, and then he announced, the "I'm done. And I just can't." Do- Real quick, yeah, like after one day in camp, like nah, I'm over. somebody should somebody. Well, I mean, seriously, somebody should uh, go get Pat White. He was a first, he was a second round draft pick uh, two or three years ago. So I got to have a little conversation with Adam here because Uh-oh. we're talking AFC West quarterback, mm-hmm. and last week on NFL Fantasy Live, Adam. Broke up with Philip Rivers. I did. And I'm wondering <laughs> after he had 20-plus fantasy points against the Jaguars and he, faces That's the, not an and he faces the Bills this week, are you going to try to reconcile with him only to dump him for week 15? Hey, baby, I How was just kidding. I... Are you going to bring flowers, the divorce, try to get back, and the then divorce, divorce is not him? final. Okay. <laughs> the little fling I had with Matt Moore mean, means nothing. Like I was, I was thinking of you the whole time. <laughs> but we're breaking up in week fifteen when you play the Ravens. I'm not trusting well, this. I'll thing. tell you, you talk about that. Listen, well, here's the thing. And one of uh, Letterman's writers tweeted this out last night, where he said, if the Chargers could just find their weekly opponent who, you know, has fired their coach and has put their team up for sale, smooth sailing and has to the playoffs. at the quarterback position. This is uh, this isn't a Letterman show. This is a Kimmel show. Oh, sorry. Thank you. So the. the um, <laughs> You know, but you say that in fantasy terms, in the Chargers organization, really now, what are are, are they now? Uh, uh, are they now sort of thinking like five uh-oh, consecutive wins? Maybe we We've shouldn't. Have, maybe before. we shouldn't have talked about AJ Smith and uh, North Turner. Five consecutive wins. But Here rank as someone who follows the Chargers. You must want them to lose because you want nothing to do with North Turner. I know he is one of the coaches that you dislike the most in the NFL, partially because. The Chargers have always seemed to flounder, especially in the postseason with him at the helm. As a humanitarian and as an American, I say we all want North Turner out as head coach <laughs> of the San Diego Chargers. America's team needs new leadership. Well, I it, I, it, I would it, agree with that, too, but Jason Garrett's not going anywhere for the Cowboys. No, America's team, the Chargers. Let's not have that conversation okay. again. We, we all know how I feel about America's team, what the real America's team is, and the one that decided to start there calling it is. themselves. It's the Steelers. Whatever. That, that, but the, it's the, not the Cowboys Chargers. anoint themselves America's team, and they now we all have to buy that nonsense. NFL Films did. Well, all right. Why don't the Steelers just start calling themselves the best team ever? And then, well, you can't argue with don't that. They, that's they, our name. We call. Uh, we named ourselves. Did they don't, call themselves the city of champions? Don't you think, I think part that was of that, earned. though? No. Is it was, that, how is that earned? Everyone has an opinion on the Cowboys, whether you love them or you hate them. I don't think everyone has an opinion on the Steelers. I respect the heck out of that franchise. I don't love them. I don't hate them. Same kind of thing with the Packers. I don't love them. I don't hate them. The Cowboys, Rank hates the Cowboys. You hate the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. Everyone has an opinion on the Cowboys. I kind of disagree with you. That's a conversation uh, that I've, I've had before uh, on this podcast. I feel like, and of course I'm biased, I understand, but I feel like the Steelers are the least hated dynasty. I mean, I'm not talking most loved. I can, I can see that. 
But I, people people resent, you know, if, if you watch anybody win too much, you start to get sick of them and you want to see them fall. I feel like for a team that's perennially in the mix and, and reasonably successful, Yankees, they're much more hated. I mean, think about it. Yeah. The Canadians, if you're a hockey but fan, you know nobody really why, likes the Habs. You know the reason the Red why Sox. Pittsburgh's owner, yeah, that ownership is all class. Mike Tomlin is all class. Great yeah. guy. You can't hate Players, that team. All class. Roethlisberger has had his Mendenhall, but like the Heinz Cowboys, Ward. Mr. I hate America over there. <laughs> the Cowboys, you hated Jerry Jones, and I'm not a big fan of him either at this point. George we, Steinbrenner uh, for, for the, the record, Yankees. Uh, the Dave Damashek football podcast. Does not the Dave express Damashek football program loves Jerry Jones. And everybody. Oh, I thought you were going to say the, and, the, and the, the views expressed on the yeah. Damashek football program are in no way representative <laughs> of the NFL and NFL. Yes, <laughs> all that. Continue, Fabio. But that I think is the reason why people hate good those teams. The Steelers. There's, I mean, there's nothing to hate about that team unless you are really. Did you remember an Super Bowl fourteen? Roethlisberger, right? But you're an LA Rams guy. Now, right? Fabiano. So, so let's talk about though. Tebow, give some sage advice. Do you, would you, so you're obviously feel pretty comfortable Tim Tebow as your starting quarterback in a fantasy playoff game. Listen, the one week where I was worried about him was that Thursday night game against the Jets. And for three quarters, I was right. And then Tebow ended up scoring 12 fantasy points on the final drive that beat the Jets when he had that rushing touchdown at the end of the game. And this week he's got the Bears who have a very good run defense because that's what you have to sort of look at when you look at Tebow. You have to look at both pass and run. I'm still playing him. I'm still playing him. Until he gives me a reason to doubt him, I'm playing Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow against the Bears. I mean, that's a legitimate tough, tough matchup. matchup for yeah, him. absolutely. He's only – that's the thing that you and I have argued, though, in recent weeks. It's an exciting story, and I get it, and you're, and you're a, a crazy cynic if you don't see why it's an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. And my, my thing is a bit more – Going forward, at at some point, it, it, the the comparison is this, and it's a pretty accurate, I think, uh, analogy to draw. Is remember when the Dolphins went from what were they two and fourteen the previous season, right, and then, then they, they won, won the, the division East, yeah. at eleven and five or whatever it was. That was the first year that Parcells came on board. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the year that they also started running the Wildcat, and it mm-hmm. confounded people. But in time. People solved it. And I feel like the speed of the NFL, I think they're going to eventually be able to solve this Tebow. That's just that's why I but point have, that out. Maybe that's true, but you have 10 starts to look at Tebow and see what you can do to stop him defensively as a coordinator. I know, and they're not. And they're not. I agree. But so the thing we've debated, though, is Tebow now is averaging what this season? 16 points a game? I feel like you could do much better than that. See, and we've had this conversation, too. If I am in a standard league that gives you four points for a passing touchdown and I get 15 or more points from a quarterback, I'm happy. 15 points, I think, is a good day. If you're talking about... 18, 19, 20, you're looking at a very good day. And then after that, you get into Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady territory. So Tim Tebow, clearly not in that category. There's no, not even a question about that. But if I'm getting between 16 and 18 points from a guy that I picked up off the waiver wire and I'm not confident in the other quarterbacks I have on my roster, I will take that all day long because he's consistent. And you can almost bank on those points week in and week out regardless of the opponent. All right, let's let me put you on the spot and you, Adam Rank, on the spot as well. Off the cuff, we didn't plan to do this, but it makes sense at the end of the regular season to have this discussion. Who is the MVP? Give a give me your all fantasy pro 
team. And of course, it's easy to say, well, just take the top two, take mm-hmm. the top two running backs in scoring. No, same way that John Harbaugh is going to be the coach of the year, even though his team isn't going to have the best record. It's it's based on exceeding expectations and so on. Okay. Who who is your your well, fantasy MVP QB of the year? Exceeding expectations? Well, it's Cam whatever. Newton. However you decide to, to do I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of fantasy Aaron football, Rodgers, and there's yes. no doubt about it. But if you're – we expected this. We, we were not shocked that this guy is ready to break Cam Newton, your record. rookie of the year. Then. He's been – but he's second in fantasy points right now. No one drafted him. He is doing things that a rookie quarterback has never done in the National Football League. I can't remember anybody. Maybe Peyton Manning had, what, 26 TDs but 28 All picks, picks in his rookie season. Newton's phenomenal. He's got 13 touchdowns rushing. He broke Steve Grogan's record. Right. Mm-hmm. He's been an elite fantasy player, and he's a rookie, and he wasn't drafted. He Isn't that funny be. that Steve Grogan has that record? Yeah, that's weird. Very you don't strange. see him as a rushing quarterback. Because we were too young to, to see him early in his career. I remember career him with the neck brace on. Right. <laughs> Cam Newton could be the best pickup in waiver wire history in fantasy football. Yeah, Actually, that's true. Well, what, what do you say about 2012? It's uh, it's late August. It's uh, Tuesday after Labor Day. Who does Michael Fabiano take as his quarterback, Cam Newton or Aaron Rodgers? Well, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. Is There's it? No well, I don't it. think it's that easy. There's I mean, no last doubt. year was a, so good. Everybody was oh, debating so Mike good. Vick or Aaron Rodgers. I but think it's been made clear If you remember now. what I said in the preseason, and Adam knows this because we've talked about this before, you beware the magical season when it comes to some of these mm-hmm. players. And Vick, I didn't want anything to do with him. I had him in a keeper league, and I actually traded him. Uh, a few weeks back, so I can get my hands on Ray Rice for the stretch run because his schedule is ridiculously easy. Mm-hmm. But I think I saw this coming. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but there was no way he was going to average close to fan- uh, 30 fantasy points again this season. Rodgers is the guy for me. If you're talking MVP, if you're talking the number one quarterback in fantasy, it's not even close. Uh, rank, how say you? Yeah, because he gives you the consistent points, you know, and as a guy who has I been shuffling yeah. through. 25-30 like clockwork. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so automatic. You don't have to worry about a bad game. His bad games are still better than most quarterbacks' good games. Right. Running and, backs? And if you have Rodgers, you probably are in the postseason. It's impossible. I just, I went, I did five minutes on this before you walked in here, Fabiano. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the yeah, man to awesome. get now he's and awesome. forever. Fabiano, running, running backs. backs. I think, let's give kudos to Adam Rank who predicted that Ray Rice would be the number one running back in fantasy football. I think right now I did. Oh, I no, right I, said Jamal, I said Jamal Charles. I think he's number two right now. Right. I think he's number two right now behind LaShawn McCoy. And those are my two guys. Arian Foster is very close there, but he's missed two and a half, three games, which hurt you earlier on in the season. I think Foster will be the number one running back drafted next year. It's either going to be him or McCoy. But McCoy has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Well, it's and not- Rice is just fantastic. It's it's not my way to pat myself on the back. Helping people with their fantasy conundrums is all the thanks I need. But just for a moment, I'll say another one I predicted in the preseason. I said, pick up DeMarco Murray, stash him at the mm-hmm. bottom of your roster. He's going to get a turn because you know Felix Jones is going to get hurt. And yep. if he can stay healthy, even though he was always hurt at Oklahoma, he'll be gangbusters for you. And that's worked out. Rank, your It has uh, worked out. Go ahead. You're you're. Uh, are you going Rice and Shady as well? Rice, but you know who was really helpful for a long stretch of time was Fred Jackson, because mm-hmm. you know obviously he's hurt now and he's not going to help you out. But he saved a lot That's of true. people. He you're saved right. a lot of people's seasons because in our one of our uh, NFL Network leagues, I had Jamal Charles and I lost him, and I had Fred Jackson, and I was able to ride him out. And then when he got hurt, I had Demarco Murray too. So who's been able to come in? So I like Fred Jackson as that bridge guy 
who carried you for a lot of weeks. He deserves some consideration, even though he got hurt late in the year. Fabiano, give me two wide receivers. Well, Calvin Johnson is a no-brainer, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Calvin Johnson's been phenomenal. And number two, I would have to go with Wes Welker. Wes Welker was on pace to have 2,000 receiving yards, and he was scoring touchdowns like they were going out of style. And he is still, I believe, second in fantasy points in standard leagues. That's not counting PPR leagues where he has a ton of catches. So it's... Calvin Johnson and Welker right now. And how about, so, how about A.J. Green as a I keeper so going forward, player. how dynamite he's going to be. Player. And uh, at the other end of the spectrum, the guy who we had on this podcast one week ago, Steve Smith with a big bounce back mm-hmm. season with uh, Cam Newton. What about Jordy Nelson? Oh, yeah. Great, Great value season. Pick. Great value pick. Yeah, he's is he still, what is he? Has he moved up to seventh overall among he's receivers? He's still, yeah. He's, he's in still the top in the ten top. for sure. Amazing. He's, he's close to Greg Jennings, too. Now, and yeah, the tight end a, position comes down to the two guy guys. The guy that I traded to you yep. is the guy. Gronk, Pittsburgh native, uh, Rob all he Gronkowski. Does is, he's like the Chris Carter of tight ends. Who would all you, he does is score touchdowns. Real football terms, who would you rather have, Jimmy Graham or Rob Gronkowski going forward? You get them for the next half dozen years of their respective Real careers. football terms? Well, it's, Ooh, I think it's. it's I, I think it, uh, you're splitting hairs if I'm you're so saying close, fantasy. It's with so it. close. Jimmy, you're in good shape with. I would go one, with Jimmy basically. Graham. Yeah, I would. Jimmy Graham. Boy, they're both unstoppable. It's so close. And what's funny is that neither Gronkowski nor Jimmy Graham, although Graham was a sleeper on NFL.com in the preseason, we kind of saw this coming. Neither one of these guys was even in the top five in rankings in the preseason because you had Gates and you had mm-hmm. Witten and guys like that. Jermichael Finley was up there. Vernon Davis was up there. And these guys have been head and shoulders better than any tight end in fantasy football. In fact, I threw out a question to my Twitter peeps out there. What round do you draft Gronkowski in? And I had a couple people say second round, which to me is insane. But... That's how much respect he's well, getting. I, and again, we we he start, helped your team make it to the playoffs. I know, in the well, NFL we, experts, but we were phenomenal. operating. We were operating operating under the premise at the start of the season that the tight end position was suddenly about to flourish. There were twelve or fifteen viable options, and as mm-hmm. it's turned out, like you say, there are really like four or five guys: and Gates and Witten and all these Gonzalez guys. Gonzalez is having a great year. Jermichael, too. Jermichael Finley has been more or less a bust. In fact, you might hold him up as one of the biggest busts in fantasy football. Who are the biggest busts? Mendenhall, first-round draft pick. He's yep. had a couple of moments. With CJ it. up until the last three games. Right, right. I mean, he, he was the biggest bust in fantasy history. Andre Johnson's been a killer games. for me. And you yes. say, well, he's oh, hurt, he's so you give him a break. But no. he's always hurt. Why did I oh, take I him? Can him we call break. Darren McFadden a bust now? Yes. Yes. Why did I don't understand why people were so gaga over him when he's been hurt his entire career. Yeah, and it's too he bad. He had one good year, and it's, it's like true. what Mike was saying about Mike Vick. NFL Network had him as the ninth, as the what, the one hundredth or ninety ninth best player in the league. Please, it was nonsense. <laughs> um, all right, listen, Fabiano, we uh, we appreciate you stopping by, and of course, check him out as we mentioned with uh, our our uh, pal E H Elliot Harrison on uh, the Fantasy Serious Show and also his uh, their, their podcast on NFL.com. Look for the podcast tab and click into that. What day is that out for everybody's Wednesday consumption? Wednesday afternoon. It's on the Sirius Live, uh, noon to 2 Pacific. See, Adam, how I didn't use Eastern? Good Adam, for you. I, I am becoming a West Coast person. I now use... Late games as the one o'clock games. The, the early the games one o'clock are at ten, game, and I'm also everybody knows the one o'clock games are the late games. And any time that it game. gets below fifty degrees, I have become a wuss and I can't handle it. It's cold. Oh, I right? I've got the, the sweater way. on. I've got the sweater it's on. It's cold. Now. I'm from Connecticut. I used to deal with zero. 
Didn't Darwin teach us that this was supposed to happen over several hundred years? I, in a couple of years, <laughs> have suddenly gone from being a rugged soul who can stand uh, sub-zero temps to, like, if it, if it drops below 60, I, I, you know, I need a ski hat. I it's know. ridiculous. It is, it is. And it was cold this morning. Yeah. It was, like, no. in the 30s. Well, listen, Fabiano, a pleasure as always. We'll yeah, look thanks, forward guys. to yapping with you, watching you on NFL.com and on NFL work. Network. You do the keep up the great work. We'll keep uh, being well, all the, hey, all the All the pleasantries are out the window, though. The NFL Experts League. Yeah, no more. The playoffs. No more glad-handing. I, I, We're about to a, start. I have a bye this week, so I'm going to One of us is going to have to play him in the next round. Very good. Very good. That'll, That'll be look. fun. All right. Uh, so, Fabiano, there he goes. And as he exits, look who's walking through the door. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. How are you, handsome? I'm good, thanks, Dave. Thank You're you. looking well. Thank you very much. I love your new home. Do you? It's great. Thank yeah. you. Welcome yeah. to it. You're welcome anytime. Thank you. I'll, I'll, You're a part I'll, of the I'll family. The doors of the Dave Damashek Broadcast Center, Studio 66 at NFL Network, open open for you at any time. I don't know that that's your place to say that. <laughs> oh, my mistake. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm sort of uh, the, the master of the home here, you know, right? Was that too much? <laughs> No, it's just like you're my 11-year-old kid saying that. It's inappropriate. <laughs> you know, let the adults do the talking, please, Adam. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Handsome, a quick question for you, and, and rank you too, since you like to consume anything and everything that's remotely edible. I just had myself one of these Luna bars while Fabiana was talking because <laughs> my belly was growling and I needed some food in it. So I had a Luna nuts over chocolate bar. Did you chase it with a Midol? Well, it says the whole nutrition bar for women. Is it wrong for me to eat it? What's going to happen to me? Uh, I'm not, I, I'm, who decided I'm not a doctor, this? Dave, but uh, that could go badly for you. What? What? Why did they? Who decided that women get their own bars like this? What? Do they make one only for fellas? Yeah, haven't you seen the new Dr Pepper Ten? It's for men. You know what? You're right. They do that. You know what? More than there being a Luna bar. So this is we're all cool with me eating a Luna bar. So knock yourself Fine. out. Listen, I'm, I'm so far alarmed. gone. I'm I'm, I'm hardly. Uh, well, I am sort of – I embody in some ways the spirit of Brando and Streetcar. You know, that sort of unhinged, raw sexuality. <laughs> is that Who knows what that what's going to happen? But on the other hand, I, I'm also a 21st that, century man. I'm a little soft yeah. now. That flannel shirt looks like the kind that you would see at a WNBA game. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. All right. So I'm going to eat the Luna bar, and or I, I had it, and I enjoyed it, <laughs> and there's no apology forthcoming. So handsome – what shall we talk about now? We we love to have you come in here and read your favorite tweets, remarks, whatever, by players and coaches from the last several days. And instead of doing that this week, I thought it would be fun. We we love around the office. Handsome Hank has that elegant English accent. It makes me swoon. And uh, so we thought it would be fun for you to maybe read or to say your five best words, the words that delight me the most. Would you do that for us? I can say, I mean, I, I can pander to you if you, if that's what you All want, right. Dave. That's so what we'll do. if you, if you wouldn't mind, start out with this word right here. These are the top five, a drum roll, if you please, black tie. Here we go. The first word, my five favorite words for handsome Hank to say. Literally. Literally. I like that. Listen, he says it says, say it again. Literally. 
Literally. I'll, I'll literally say it as many times as you want. Oh, it's delightful. It's just wonderful. I wish I had it. All right. Next one. Say this one. Dave, I'm literally off to get a massage. <laughs> a massage. I like that. I'm getting, but, but you have to admit, my English accent is getting to be better than yours. It, uh, you're on your way. Massage. You need to abandon your pretzels if, if that's what's going on. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't I mean that. I'm not taunting you with these. Of course, yeah. if you've not heard Handsome Hank uh, before on the program, he has an aversion, as he claims all Englishmen do, to pretzels. No, that's not true because he somebody claims on... He claims pretzels aren't uh, can't be found in the U.K., but, of Which course, we've received lie. many emails. Yeah, many that that's emails, not legally, tweets. Not legally. Black market, you can get you can <laughs> no. pretzels on the black market. I have been told by my peeps on Twitter that, Plenty of the Englishmen love pretzels. There is, uh, I'm sure there's a pretzel black market, oh. but not not on the you know, on the streets. You can get pretzels. Take the debate straight to handsome Hank. Adam at Adam Rank is how you get the rank on Twitter. Damashek is how you get to me. But handsome Hank, you're on the Twitter. Why don't you give it to everybody? Uh, I'm at NFL UK Hank. At NFL UK Hank, and that brings us to our next word on the list. Why don't you say it? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Find me on Twitter. <laughs> Tweet me, won't you? And uh, and then say say the, say this one right there. Indicator. Indicator. Now, indicator. In, uh, it's our uh, our boss man, Tom Brady. And, and and as I like to remind you, that is his actual name. Tom Brady is my boss. Honestly, though, he could go by Thomas. Like he he does that on purpose. He's so he's asking for this. Yes, he wants the reflected want, glory. Yes, of course, you make an interesting point. There. You could go by Thomas, Tommy, something else, but no, I got to be Tom. Well, I get it because the Patriots, Tom Brady, has the flowing locks, <laughs> and our boss, Tom Brady, does not. And so maybe he's looking for that sort of. Uh, maybe he likes the confusion that uh, that arises from this. That, that is, is literally the only difference between them. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. Yes, I guess so. I've, I've not seen. Dave. Oh, look who it is. Oh. It's our boss, Tom Brady. Yes? It was my name first. <laughs> Age before beauty, I Tom. Thought he That's was gonna, what they say. I thought he was going to pull out the office space line. Are we going to start going with Tommy, though? Is that what you want to do? Tommy right? is Brady. That, <laughs> that is kind of good. I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't be rattling the cage of the boss of my boss. Now, listen. Here we go. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Go go through. Go, hope it just gets lost in the hierarchy here, in the bureaucracy. All right. Now, my very favorite word by Handsome Hank, in, at least that I've heard him say so far. Here you go. Say it, Handsome. Confetti. <laughs> Woo! Let the confetti drop. Forget New Year's Eve. This is the celebration. Here, that sh they should have a day that is culminated. Forget the ball dropping. Handsome Hank says the word, and then it falls. Say it one more time. Confetti. Confetti Con falling everywhere. Confetti. That's what he was throwing. It's confetti. <laughs> I love it. It's terrific. It's just wonderful. I love it. I thought you had something to no. say there, Rank. You're, that's it? I'm You're glad, done? No, no, that's I'm, good. Glad, I'm glad I could entertain you guys. Well, it's a pleasure. Now, what else is entertaining you, Handsome, are, are those Miami Dolphins. And, and you know, again, Rank and I both, I followed Rank's lead on this one, to be honest, that the Dolphins uh, would make the playoffs. And it looked ridiculous for quite a stretch there. But all of a sudden, they're a missed field goal by Dan Bailey away from having won five straight. Sure. But 
don't forget that they went. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Tony Sperano. Is he? You know, he should. Has he earned his job? There, I've heard nothing to indicate that he to that he is not on his way out the door. Exactly. He went 0 and 7. Let's not forget. Yeah, it's terrific. He's had a great second half of the season, but that first half of the season was horrible. It's uh, how you finish. It's not. It's 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 the well. Whole, it's, it's the it, whole it, season. It does get into a weird area, but you. I just said indicate, and that reminds me, I didn't finish the story. Indicator. <laughs> Is I know I when people say oh go to the loo or you know like uh, what are all the other famous Q. ones what? oh we got the lineup in the queue yeah the queue all those different things that English people say yeah the lift all those up things. to my you, flat you know all those play all those indicator is what uh, apparently the people in the UK call left turn and right turn signals wait what indicator like your left indicator is out but wait, seems here, very proper what do you guys call them i've forgotten I turn always, blinkers no no blinkers, that's blinkers it. it's just yeah. so simple because like, they blink oh the blinky light follow the blinky <laughs> exactly light. we tell you what it is well we're indicating which way Indicate we're going with what? It's, no i like it though i think i prefer it. i like it's, it's it classes no. it up a little bit it's fun yeah. so um, when i buy a mini i'm gonna have to start referring to it as an indicator correct um, so handsome, we've asked this before. Any change in your in your train of thought? Would you rather that the dolphins go in the tank here? No, dolphins in the tank. Oh, I see Clever. what you did there. Would you Would you like that, or are you you no, hope they I, keep I, on I'd rolling? Like to keep winning. I played the Eagles this week. That seems like a, a win in and, Miami. Um, I, I'd like. Wow, to how winning. about that? How about that? That's quite a statement you just made. That uh, let's not gloss over it. Well, the Dolphins are clearly supposed well, to win that game against the Eagles. That's yeah. true. I but agree that, with you. But the Eagles are a team that's falling apart. They're sure. really not playing together, whereas that Dolphins team, even when they're 0-7, they were, they were playing. Um, before I forget to make mention of this, we, in, as Handsome runs through that list of uh, the best words to hear him say, it uh, reminds me that we are now in December, and you know what that means, Shecky season. You yes. know, it's, it's time for the Sheckies. At the end of the month, we will be giving out the Shecky Awards. If you aren't familiar with them, the Academy Awards take care of movies, mm-hmm. the Grammys take care of music, mm-hmm. the Tonys take care of the stage, and Damashek takes care of everything else. The important <laughs> issues out there, best egg preparations, best condiments, best fruit, best alphabet letters, best uniforms, and so on. Be on the lookout for those. And matter of fact, drop me a line on Twitter if there are any categories that you feel can't be missed. Uh, Damashek is the way to do that. And Black Tie, we're going to do a special production for the Sheckies this year? We might. Terrific. <laughs> <sighs> what, what? I mean, what? <laughs> Did Tom Brady leave yet? I'd like yes. to ask him, what would it take He's to have gonna... somebody produce this show who gives a good you-know-what about it, you know? Yeah. They're like Chargers players before this week, just... <laughs> kind of milling around. Black tie, what gives, fella? Are you down in the dumps about something? Oh, not at all. It's just looking through the schedule. If we can't fit it in, we'll fit it in. But we have big things planned for the Dave Damashek football program. Oh, I didn't up. know that. I, I can't wait till you <laughs> tell you me do. what those are. But uh, I, I'm, I'm anxious now. I'm, uh, I'm eager to see. Oh, and uh, another thing that since my brain is all over the place, I better catch as catch can and, and mention this while I can. NFL Network ran the shame report. Over the weekend, I was very happy to mm. see that, and I, I can't say for sure, but this one has Kamish Goodell's fingerprints all over it. He I, just he couldn't wait any longer. He wanted <laughs> it on the network, and he did it. And I just want to say, after eighteen months, he's yep. thanks to you, Commissioner. Thank the memo you, was passed around. Is that right? Yep, that's good. Yeah. Um, what do we think about? I don't know if you're a college football guy, handsome, but I do want to talk about the BCS quickly here. How say you about what has happened here? The travesty. I will say. The BCS, it is 
old news that it's a cockamamie system. I loved Boise State coaches Chris Peterson's remarks about it, that it's a broken system, that no one likes it. I think that sort of couches it. As many remarks as we've heard about the uh, about how flawed the system is, I thought he just said it right, that nobody – Nobody ever says, hey, this thing's working out pretty well. Everybody says the opposite. Isn't that enough? No one ever. No, There's no anecdotal yarn about like, hey, this thing's working great. This BCS, wow, no kinks in this one. <laughs> it stinks. It's rubbish, as your people would say, mm-hmm. handsome Hank. And I don't know if it's Oklahoma State. Probably it should be Oklahoma State playing right. LSU. Maybe Stanford. But one thing is for certain, it should not be a team that already lost to LSU at home in Tuscaloosa. Alabama lost to them. The entire C- the entire system is predicated on exactly that. You get one shot, and then that's it. they had their shot at LSU. They lost. They didn't win their division as a result of that. It, let alone the conference. How do you how do you justify putting them back in the big game? It makes absolutely no sense. Oh, they're the better team. They're the be- no. They lost to LSU. We don't need to see that game again. What we haven't seen. And what's great about college football is when regional teams create those mis- – there's nothing better, or at least there used to be nothing better, when the stylistic difference of those those you know three yards in a cloud of dust Big Ten teams would head out to Southern California to play the high-flying Pac-10 teams. That was, those, are, those are great matchups. Same sort of thing that Mike Gundy, coach of Oklahoma State, referred to. Do you want a 37 or 41-37 game, or do you want a 6-3 game, or however he referred to it, 9-6? game that's right let's see oklahoma state this oklahoma you know this team is no jive team i know sec fans sec wonks i feel like have beaten down the nation so badly that shame the devil if you would ever say that another conference has some halfway decent teams in it oklahoma state beat baylor with the presumed with the presumed uh, Heisman favorite Robert Griffin the third they beat oklahoma oklahoma went into the season as the number one team they had two losses. Fine. They beat. That's not, that's not some jive team that they just beat to win the Big Twelve. They've had big wins. They've had nice victories throughout the season. I think give that team the shot at the crown since they haven't had one yet. What happens if Alabama wins? What do they prove? It's even. I don't now know. they're yeah, one. How do you, they going to play a third game so now? What? Yeah. Right. Why is that game more important than the one they played in the season? And it's like you said. I don't get. Everybody likes to point out that, hey, the SEC is this great conference, and you look at year in, year out, they're always there. They're always winning these national championships. But, yeah, but they start off the season. There's going to be at least one SEC team in the national championship game, no matter what. And I can, they are great. I think there could be a time where if LSU was 9-2, and two, and let's say there was a Pac-10 team that, or Pac-12 team that was undefeated, a Big Ten team that was undefeated, they would still find a way to put an SEC team in the championship game, and by that time it just becomes a coin flip. I'm tired of it. Let's see. like It's what you said. Let's see something different. Let Boise have a shot at him. Let Oklahoma State have a shot at him. Well, Anybody. Bo- the Boise State doesn't get into the BCS series is just, is just such – Holcomb, I don't even. There, there is no justification for that. It, it's, it's just plum loco. It but. doesn't allow. It doesn't allow them to even the playing field because they need the BCS money more than the SEC schools need two teams in the championship game. It's, it's unfair. Do you care about our collegiate gridiron? I love watching it. Do you? I really love watching it. Do yeah, you have I mean, a team? Uh, no, that, and that's why I love watching it because I can sit and watch players and enjoy it for what it is, rather than live and, live or die on a team. As a Dolphins it's, fan, a Dolphins it allows fan you to is, scout is pretty, exactly who I, you I've might seen a lot try of to draft. You know, we should make him pick it. Let's have him take like UNLV. Like that will be no, your team. no, because no, I'd be stick him with that team. 
too Sticking bad. with a legitimate like team. Like a legit team, but but not they can't be completely dominant. They well, can't be, it no, can't be I, like well, SC. I have, a, I have a friend who, who coaches at SMU, so I kind of follow them. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I like Yeah, I like, I like watching them. He used to coach at Hawaii, so I, I like them, and they were very good at that time. They June Jones. Yep. BCS, yeah. Uh, what an embarrassment. Uh, what, a, um, what a great capper for the shameful pit football season. It's going to be when Smoo beats them in the bowl game. By the way, I thought about it. It reminds me, Pitt, this is something. We should have a lengthier conversation. We don't have enough time to do it today. Next week, let's do this. Actually, you know, we're even talking. Me and Rank might do one on Thursday night. Be on the lookout for that while the Steelers and Browns are getting it on on the banks of the Three Rivers. We might uh, we might jump into the Studio 66 here and, and uh, make a podcast for you. So be on the lookout for that. And if we do, we will uh, we will take phone calls or at least tweets or whatever. We'll see what's going on with that. Um, oh, but uh, so what I was thinking about is T.J. Yates started a game. Does it shock you? My jaw, it didn't li- literally hit the floor, but it figuratively did. When I heard that he was the first UNC quarterback ever to start an NFL game, what? I could not. I brought that up to people and I said, "Isn't that remarkable?" And they said, eh, "Not real. That sounds about right." And I said, "Why? Well, how does that sound right?" I don't know. UNC's never that great. UNC is a legitimate Division One team and has been since I can remember. They've never once. There's never been an occasion for a UNC quarterback wow. to start an In NFL game. Isn't that crazy? I thought that, that seems was unbelievable that was something. To me. I couldn't believe it, and I want to look up some numbers before we have this conversation about about you know who potentially could have for UNC and other big schools that haven't had somebody you know play a, a major role in uh, in the NFL. Didn't Mike Elkins go to UNC? Well, or no, he was Wake Forest. You know, but here's the thing with that: in the last decade, who, what program, what college program has wasted more top tier NFL talent? Than UNC. UNC's had a lot of teams. How far back are you going? I'm saying a decade, let's say. Okay. Because if you look at the Pitt program, that's a tough one to beat. Shady McCoy, Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Bryant, John Baldwin, Darrell Revis. The list goes on and on and on. It's pretty bad that those are, you know, six and six, seven and five you're getting teams. You're getting Terry Donahue level of incompetence when he was bad. coaching USC in the late, or excuse me, UCLA. In the late '80s, jumping gears here to another sport. That's what we do. You know, we don't. We refuse to pretend that the NFL, while it's the best sport, it's not the only sport. Handsome Hank, and uh, we love puck, or at least I love it. Hey, you, you like it too, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're a fan. What about this new alignment thing? Four conferences is what they're calling it. It's weird, but yeah. I demand they're unnamed yet. And the great thing about the one of the great things you'll probably appreciate this, handsome, if you aren't already aware of this. Uh, up until maybe a half dozen, eight years ago, the league was, they had the divisions were not the Eastern and Western, you know, the typical Northeast, all that jazz. Instead, it was the Wales Conference and the and the Campbell Conference. And you had the Patrick Division, Adams Division, Smythe, uh, when, and the Norris is what I was forgetting. So you had all those great names named after, you know, the, you know people, the, the, the founding fathers of the game. Now, they're not going to go back to those. But here's my idea, and I came up with this one about four or five years ago, and I've heard other people since mention it. I insist that we do this. How great is this? You name each of the four divisions after the four greatest players in the sports history. Lemieux, number one. Bobby Orr, number two. Wayne Gretzky, three. And Gordie Howe, four. That's a great – wouldn't that be great? You name and, – and as it happens, Gretzky, their signature teams, their signature teams 
are all so the so the Penguins division could be the Lemieux division, mm-hmm. and because you know, and he could play the way it breaks out. The so Wings are in a separate one, man. the Oilers are in another one, and the Bruins are in another one. So you could have you could have those divisions. How great is that? That idea is uh, was shared with uh, our pal Mike Dell from the uh, LCS Hockey. He came up with podcast. That? Well, I came up with the the first idea, and then he broke it out into the four conferences. Oh, yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so it's great stuff. It's combined oh, no, okay, I get you. Yeah, I like it. If you did that in the NFL, Dave, how would how would that work out? Well, we're talking about Mount Rushmore, uh, so you're mm-hmm. looking for six names, basically. I think the two conferences, I think— You I, would you, be thinking of eight. What do you mean? In the NFL? Eight conferences. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking two conferences, yeah. uh, uh, six divisions. I think for the conference names, I think Pete Rozelle would be a good one, the Rozelle Conference. You kind of need to do that. Maybe the Hallis. Yeah. Maybe you go Hallis with one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you go— I'll, do that. I'll go for that. Or maybe you go the Hunt Conference— Thorpe. Maybe go Hunt Conference and oh. Roselle Conference. I would go Davis. For AFL. Yeah. Davis. I think that okay, would be well, fun. Davis and, and Roselle because yeah. it would be perfect because they didn't get along. That's head to head. That is kind of fun. But wasn't Lamar Hunt more? He was the the first commish of the league. And was he not of the AFL? I could be wrong about that. But he's more responsible for bringing it to prominence than anyone else from what I gather. Um, besides that, you would have to have a Montana division. That would be the yep. NFC West. Um, you'd need to have – You'd Walter have, Payton. You'd have to have a Swan division. Swan. Uh, I don't know why you're laughing about no. that. <laughs> all right, could of it all be? the Steelers you would pick? Why don't we call it the Steel Curtain division? Could we no. do that? That could be the AFC North. That's what it deserves, the Steel Curtain. All right, the Rooney division. Can we do that? Right, that make, that's Rooney, yeah. It's a lot better. Then we're getting down a path of you know naming uh, yeah. on, uh, owners rather than players. I think it has to be players. A Sweetness division. That's what the uh, that's a, what I like. The Payton NFC division. North is yeah. the Sweetness division, the Payton division. Mm-hmm. Um, the right. Well, or you go NFC, Rogers division. NFC. He's the best. He's going to go down as the best player in NFL Not history. Yet, so would NFC an East be Staubach? No, Dorset. No, no. You could have argued Aikman, but no. Tittle. Tittle. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new word. <laughs> we have a new great word for handsome I mean, Hank yeah. to say. Tittle. Why a tittle? All right. Um, so, yeah, so let's uh, make sure we get uh, – let's use all our power. Let's combine all our power to make sure the NHL makes those changes. And then let's get in uh, Kamish Goodell's ear and maybe change the names of yeah. the NFL divisions. Um, lastly, real quick, because we promised we would do it, let's look at if the season ended right now, what the playoff matchups would be, and they're pretty much the same as last week. First week of the playoffs would be in the AFC – you would have Cincinnati at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I expect, because of the way Baltimore... I mean, Cincinnati's had some tough losses over the last month, but I think that their fade will continue here at least enough so that the Jets, who have a pretty easy slate um, the rest of the way here, that the Jets are going to sneak in the back door and get into the postseason. That would be Jets at Baltimore, a rugged affair there, to be sure. Remember how those two teams looked when they played one another earlier in the season. Flacco and Sanchez looked absolutely miserable against one another. And then... You would have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Denver Broncos. That one would be fine with me. Over in the NFC, you would have the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Ooh, Ooh division foes. Mm-hmm. What would happen in that game, Rank? God, got to be the Saints. Saints would roll them. Yeah. yeah. Saints would destroy them, right? The, the Falcons are phonies. That's what, that's, that's what Dave says. Falcons are not a real. I'm not sure that they're phonies, but I would take the Saints there for sure. Bears at Cowboys would be the other matchup there. I think the Cowboys are going to survive because they have two matchups. They basically the- just need to split with the, the Giants, and they should be able to hold on in spite of Jason Garrett. I'm saying the Giants go 6-10. and 10. I think the implosion's coming with that team. 
yeah, you might you you might be right there. But the Bears, if they pay him a visit, that they should be able to roll over him unless mm-hmm. Jay Cutler's back. And now uh, Matt Forte's hurt. That mess. That means uh, the injuries are killing the cliff. Them. After you get in the NFC, Packers, Saints. Niners. After that, it is a steep cliff that uh, drops off there in terms of uh, quality teams. There, who that six seed's even going to be? Is I mean, is it because be? of the Bears' Giants? injuries, though. I'll tell you what. This, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It is the injuries, but the Seahawks are in the mix now. The Cardinals are in the, the mix. The Seahawks could get a wild card. They could sneak in. The one if of those two teams. Nine they and seven. Right. There's another, oh. um, so anyway, so that's your look there. I just we we did that just because we promised. We would get to that one and uh, drop me a line regarding the the Shecky Awards. We've got to we've got to build some momentum towards that, but we're still early in the month of December, so we'll get on that. Handsome Hank, how is uh, if you don't mind my asking, how's the missus feeling? I know she's she's uh, great. She's she's hours away from uh, from producing Handsome Hank the third. Or who's gonna fit? Who's gonna Saturday? Who's gonna what, uh, give us Rank a name? You're Saturday. thinking of. What do you think? I don't know. I'm I'm open to suggestions. Samuel, just so I can hear you say it. The Brickishaw. <laughs> well done and she's done not, i think she's not she's not into it actually now and uh the other good news is i have uh i've thought of a good uh, theme song i'm not going to tell you what it is right now but i've thought of a good theme song for black tie behind the glass our producer will he even be here to hear it though i don't know <laughs> i guess if it fits into his busy schedule like yeah, yeah you're, well, due, you're due a new producer aren't you He's, you normally change every two or three shows i know we're on some run here we've yeah. done at least three shows in a row now with black tie we'll see how long he can hang on here uh but uh, black tie will you be around next week you're gonna show up for next week's podcast I'll be here no matter what uh, Adam Rank tries to do to get me off. I'm, I'm not trying See, that's to what I'm right. talking that's... about. It's some gumption. I'm doing it no matter what. Be like every, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but there have been at least uh, a dozen movies over the last 10 years. The latest is this War Horse movie that I'm seeing the commercials for now, the Spielberg picture. Mm-hmm. So what is with that one line, I think first delivered by Daniel Day-Lewis and Last of the Mohicans, where like, no matter where you are, I will find you. It's the same line. It's a, <laughs> but I've, I, that, that very line has been spoken. But in, isn't that so disconcerting? No matter like, what oh happens, God, no matter where you are, I will find you. You know who would say that better than I could? Who? Handsome Hank. No matter where you are, Dave, I will find you. Yeah, I did it better. That was, yeah. As it turns out, sinister. I did it better. That sounds sinister. <laughs> it's like, not threatening. It's yeah, a promise. Right. It's an assurance. <laughs> like, isn't Don't it, worry. No, but isn't it just kind of like, what if you were in a shack in Billings, Montana? Just the thought it that Daniel Day-Lewis is going to find you. Like, out here? Well, like, as I, I've said before, it reminds me of Billy Ocean. Oh. Billy Ocean, like in the song, it's a, it's a snappy tune. Like, get out of my dreams. Get into my car. But if you break the words down, it's a... It's kind of creepy. Like so, so wait a second. I'm walking on the street. I'm a good-looking lady, and some guy pulls up in a car next to me. Like, get out of my dreams and get into my car. Who does that? Well, someone who's on his way to prison if they get the license plate. <laughs> um, all right, listen, handsome Hank. Always a pleasure, Michael Fabiano. Always a pleasure to kibitz with him again. Track him down NFL.com on the fantasy page. His podcast, his show on Sirius. NFL Fantasy Live. It's all out there for your consumption, as is. Adam Rank's Pick 6 column, always a dandy. You can see that if Rank sees fit to put it on the uh, Damashek blog page. DaveDamashek.NFL.com. The podcast, available also on iTunes. Subscribe to that. We'll be back for more Huey and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring... 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.